That's good. You'll be fine. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. Welcome to episode three of, I almost said episode three of His Dark Materials. You're not watching His Dark Materials. You are listening to Dust Watch. We yeah. just watched His Dark Materials. We did. Just moments ago. Actually, 18 minutes and 15 seconds ago. I'm glad that you can see the clock and how much uh, prep time there's been, apparently. Again, I didn't ask, I didn't tell you to start recording right when we got in here, because you know I like to look at the book and compare where we are in the book with where we are in the show. I have For a system near, of things I like to do. For damn near 20 minutes, everybody. So now you and that guys sounds like all a you know. Problem. You, no, now it's everybody's problem, because I will post these eventually. I will wow. post these rants and Nobody ravings. Nobody wants these. Everybody wants these. What is the name of this episode? This episode is called Theft. Yeah. Uh, Aaron is very excited about it, obviously, because if you've seen the episode, you're aware there's quite a lot of Boreal. And Aaron yeah. has an obsession. There's, there's an obsession. Okay. So I think because you're using You know, it word. borders on hero worship. It really no, does. No, It very no. much does. What it is is just an actual respect for a character uh, that was... The aesthetic of a character, not necessarily, you know, how he was written or anything like that, but whoever went through with the the said, this is how I want this character designed costume, the way he drives, what he lives in, like his surrounding, like you don't see that. That's like care for a character, you know, hero worship, everybody. I'm just saying, okay, juxtapose that to the quote unquote protagonist, right? And the very first scene, what are we looking We've at? We've discussed you don't like her. What, no, it's not a just a dislike. <laughs> but in the first scene, what do we see her doing? Nothing. We're staring at the witch's burned home. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm thinking the first scene with her and her taking her bath out of a bowl of dirty water is what I'm saying. To be fair, that's how she knows to bathe. She has never seen a shower in her life and does not know how to wash her hair. But she's seen a bath. It's interesting that they did this because she does use the shower in the book. So, like, I don't know why they were like, ah, show Lyra doesn't know how to use a shower. She does because figure it out like a normal used, human being. She uses a bath in the show because we've seen her get bathed by Mrs. Coulter in season one. And then she used it again by herself when she was up north with Azriel. And remember, uh, Roger came in and walked backwards backed, and all that backed stuff. Backed into the room. Yeah. So... She's not devoid of the knowledge of how to take a proper uh, bath. But there's no bath in the house that they're in. There's only a shower. I, we don't know that. You've got a big I mean, I do because I've read the book. So, But this isn't the book we've but established. I'm just saying that. that's, that's why she's not using the bathtub because it does not exist. Also, from the previous episode, we did establish that there is a shower there. There is, which I'm saying, she learned, she figures out how to use and she figures out how to wash her hair. She, she like bl blatantly is like, I don't know how to wash my hair. I've never had to do it before. There's always been somebody else that does it for me. It's a terrible character. This girl which grew is... up wealthy. So in the beginning, in the meaning. I knew you were going to uh... fucking say it. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. So with the, the witches, this is the thing that I said. We, we start off on this in a scorched earth type of thing, right? Very much um, so. Very literally. From the last episode, the Magisterium just burned the crap out of the witch's home. And we only see Sarah Pecola and I think an unnamed... Serafina Pecola? You put some respect oh, on God. that name. Good Lord. And an unnamed uh, witch just kind of walking through the rubble. But the thing that I immediately thought was I don't feel the impact of this because we didn't get a more intimate look 
at their surroundings and their homelands and stuff like that. It's like, probably and, because it's not in the book. But like, so they didn't have room would, for it. Why would they decide to throw like this little even scene in if, like, if they decided, hey, let's take a deeper look, you know, that the book doesn't do uh, into this world of the witches? That's one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then do the big destruction scene, right? You know, then, you, then you kind of feel like, oh man, you know, remember like there that's was the a kind of stuff you could have built up last season. Yeah, like why not do that? Why? If it's not in the book, why are you doing this one kind of seems unnecessary then if yeah. you weren't going to build it up? My guess is that it's they're using this as the motivation for how the witches are going to spend the next, you know, the rest of the story. Um, and then basically the motivation for what they do going forward. But and I can see that because if I look at if I think as a book reader and if if you've read the books and you're listening to this and you know what their motivations kind of are written as, I can see why they would want to add a different layer to it. And once we kind of get further into the story, then I can tell you, Aaron, more of like why they do things in the book. Um, the only thing I can say is that I, I understand why the writers would want to add this sort of personal feel to it of like they have a personal stake in this because they literally torched their home. Um so wait, like, are you telling me or even hinting towards that their motivations in the book aren't as personal? They they are, but it's it's in a way that is easier to explain in a written form than it is to show in a visual form. Like it's easier for somebody to just have not even dialogue, but like the narration of the book that's like explaining the history of the witches and and you know what they what they appreciate and what they what they fight against and like you can kind of see that. It's harder to show, I think and I think it's easier to show when it's just, oh, they lost something physical. They lost something very personal. They lost their home. That's a much easier route to take than to try to explain the way it does in the book. I'm very interested now to see how it's explained in the book, because so far with everything that you say, it was like, you know, they just couldn't do that in video form or in, in, the, in this, you know, th- this medium. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, they can. And well, it kind of fits into this running theme that I'm having so far this season that for people that have not read the book must be very frustrating uh, to hear me continue to say this, but they are skipping over massive plot points in the book. And if you don't have that plot point to build off of, then there's no motivation for the witches because their motivation is built off this thing that they've entirely skipped over. So until that's revealed, then you can't show why the witches are such a big part of this, but you want to bring the witches in before you show that apparently. So you need a reason to do that. So you give them something new is, I guess, what we're doing. So they're either leaving out a huge, it's not even, I wouldn't even call it a plot point at this point. I would call it a theme of the entire story. They're either leaving out a huge theme of the overarching story of his dark materials the entire series or they're pushing it back and they're wanting to use it as some giant reveal maybe at the end of the season wow i it's funny because my my mom has read these as well and we were we she and i were talking she's just started season two and we had the same you know we had had the same conversation where if they're leaving this out they're leaving out a, a central not even a central the central theme of the whole story which is why I'm kind of on that mode of like, they can't possibly be leaving it out entirely. Like they have to just be kind of pushing it and waiting for a big reveal moment instead of kind of piecemeal giving it to you the way the book does. So I'm kind of holding out that hope that like they just want something really, really big, maybe as like their finale moment, which is weird because it's so early in the book, but like whatever. 
Does she uh, does she listen to the show? Uh, occasionally, occasionally. Wow, wow. Okay, so now wow. I have to... Uh... I'm sure I'll know when she listens to the first episode because she'll call me and be like, why did you say that I made fun of you for saying these words? That's oh, not my mom's oh. voice. Mom, if you're hearing that, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you sound like that. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Hi, Lyra mom. leaves that's a note I, for Will nope, that's her voice in a very, in my head <laughs> a very inconspicuous place that becomes a problem later on because Will can't find it. In the book, is it like just taped to the door? Like a normal I don't person think she would leaves. do. Oh, I forgot in all my looking for things in the book. I wanted to see if they went together. Um, I'm pretty sure they did. And I don't think she left Will behind. To go see. Um, to go see her scholar. Malone. To go see uh, Mary, Mary Malone, Malone yes. and her cave of watermelons. Yes. That was funny. Okay. I stand by that title. I. You should stand by it then. <laughs> uh, no, she. I do believe she goes without him. But she doesn't. Yeah, there's no like leaving a note for him so he doesn't know where she's gone. I'm pretty sure she actually talks to him. But they wanted to okay. put that in there for some drama, some tension, some tension. Yeah, uh, I mean, she's a, a free girl, right? She does. She's supposed to be impulsive, does what she wants, right? She does. She does. All right, then. Well, then you got very sure. excited about the stairs. Again, we got to mention the stairs every time they show them. A- Aaron's favorite thing is the stairs. It's boreal so and stairs. Why Why would you put it in the theme again if you're not going to show it a lot because or it's, it's not important? Because it's aesthetically pleasing. Okay. That's that's what it uh, is. And then the most obvious doorway in the world. So it's I mean, it just shows like the side, the the profile of the doorway. It wasn't like Which it you was shouldn't just be able like, to see. But like you can was, you can see through the doorway that it's a completely it, different place. You're like, it, that's not what exists here. It doesn't mess with anything. Like it just doesn't make sense. I think there. Really I think. I think the the whole overall thing of it is you're not supposed to be able to see it easily. And I think the way that they did it, um, like no, that thing is obvious. Well, no, I think it's, I think it's two. I think it's I think it's two reasons. In the book, you're not supposed to see it easily, right? So yes. in the in the the show, it's like semi hidden behind kind of like a, a bush. In, it's around you a know, corner. It's a place where nobody is really looking at all times, right? In the book, you said it's off on the side of the road. You can't see it at all. You know, it's like, but like, it's not near a city or anything, right? Uh, it's pretty close to Oxford. It's like it's in Oxford. Oh, it's in Oxford. Okay. Yeah. But not. Uh, but like any major buildings or anything like that. No, it's on the side of the road. They're gonna give you a whole bunch of things. I mean, that's gonna raise a bunch of questions that we've already asked about, like how Boreal gets to places really fast. So. They probably were like, let's just make it in a populated area, but just harder to see. That's that's probably more than likely their thought process behind that. Nothing more. I mean, I know. They want something that is like visual because they're a visual medium. But I'm just saying that thing is obvious as fuck. Okay. That means. It's obvious. You walk Whatever. through it then. <laughs> I would love to. Would love to. Uh, Will finally. Okay. So Will has been carrying around this package. That's like green writing case of letters for like a season and a half now. And he's he opens it for the first time. No, he opened it up last uh, episode and didn't look yeah. at anything. I mean, no, he was about to, but then he had his vision. So you, uh-huh. you got to yeah, whatever you, which he had again or a dream or something like that. He's having dreams about his mom and his, the things his mom has said to him and his father's YouTube video uh, and some random voiceover of of Andrew Scott and then a knife. So he's prophetic at this point. We're putting things onto Will that like aren't part of him, and I'm concerned. Yeah, <laughs> I'm concerned. He's not like a she, seer. 
I wish people could see the recording of how you keep peeking because you're so concerned. <laughs> I'm like, concerned. Jeez. So, it, I mean, it's not ruining anything right now. They haven't, like, actually even moved the plot on that forward. They have not. They with, have not. with it. So it's kind of strange that they keep going to it. Like, oh, he's getting these dreams and he's walking down the hallway. And so was that last one uh, a dream, too? I don't the, know. Because I, I mean, couldn't tell you. It's, he was walking, awake. I mean, you can have wake dreams. It's called daydreaming. Like, geez. It's called hallucinating. So maybe they've added that into his, into his, you know, whatever. But I, that line, that storyline, maybe it's waiting for the end of this episode. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. you know, with the conversation. But it feels like they shouldn't have put that in if they were going to keep teasing it. Like, I feel like he was just trying to get there the whole time, but just never went there. Right. To this, like, this why if, you, if you're having these visions, why would you not immediately just be like, oh, let me go check this out. I've I'm seen having it dreams in, about this place. Like, I've seen it in her life. Now I'm seeing it in my dreams. Something clearly is is drawing me towards this. But I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But instead of waking up and going to the Tor d'Angeli, I don't I speak Italian. I don't know how to I, pronounce that. I, I asked of, you when yeah. we were watching it and you gave me nothing. I was just I just told you that's what it's called. That's just what it's called. The Tor d'Angeli. D'Angeli? I can't speak exactly. I can say Chitagatze and that's it. That's the extent of what I can pronounce. But you can't say Diogeny. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Uh, But instead of waking up and going directly there, uh, he wakes up and finally is like, I'm going to read these letters I've been sleeping on for days. And you get some voiceover. I thought this is where we're going to actually get. I thought you were... We got, you got, he heard some of them. He was like, my dearest, blah, blah, blah. Elaine, you her know, name is Elaine. I, How dare you? I've, I've made it to the north. You know, it's cold. Uh, you know, my my darling Elaine. Because, like, that's what struck me, too. Because, like, every time that he started the letter, it was, it sounded very loving. Like, he does care about this woman. But for some reason, he just had to go. You know, he just yeah. had yeah, to Yeah, he starts every letter with my darling. Yeah, my darling, my darling, darling, yeah. So, yeah, you know, loving type of stuff. Like, he really cared about Elaine. Um, you know, and then, like, send more the boy. word about the boy. Yeah, that's what I heard in there, too, in the voiceover with him. So, I mean, clearly he cares about them, but whatever is in the North is more important. So It's just a job, you know, that's what he does. No, what does he do? I don't know what he does. <laughs> he's, they he's don't an, explain it. He's an ex, they talked about it a little bit last season. He's an ex-Marine um, turned explorer. So he's basically on, and and again, this is all the stuff that Will finds out when he goes to that archaeologist that they left out of the episode. Um, but basically his father was kind of the muscle for this, uh, this, this expedition. Um, okay. So you have this expedition with different, so there's basically different, organizations that are going to the same place because it takes a lot of funding to put together an expedition like this and so maybe one organization that's studying one thing can't afford it so they team up there's multiple people that are from different departments that are studying different things but they're all in the same place so they team up they get together so you have different scientists studying different things and then you have the people that are going to keep those scientists alive those scientists who weren't in the boy scouts who don't know how to light a fire they don't know how to explore they don't know what to do if they get lost or trapped um, so you hire people who can get them from point A to point B, and that's what his he's father a, does. Okay, so he's a guide, basically. He's essentially a guide, yes. Okay. He's, he's, right. he's going to keep them all alive. Okay, okay. I can there accept you go. that one. That's, they just, yeah. they, I mean, I'm sorry they just didn't say that in the show, but, you know, it's whatever. They did not. Yeah. They did not. 
They yeah. also didn't give you any of his letters, and he full out, you get to read the letters uh, in the book, and it leaves out some pretty important stuff uh, that I'm interested to see if they kind of put in later. Uh, important and just plot point it. stuff? Or... Important backstory things that more things later on are built off of, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, okay. again, just more stuff that I don't know if they're leaving out or if they're rearranging. Who knows? Okay. okay. I got questions. Right. This is another episode we talked about before. So last episode, if you listened, I said it was like 80% shit. I didn't know what was going on because it wasn't in the book. This one's like 60-40, 50-50, like not in the book. Uh, we're, we're, we're going on discovery adventures together at this point because I don't, I don't know And that's know fun. That's, that's the fun about it. You it's, know, that's, it's weird. Now we're going through the portal and we don't know what's on the other side. That's, that's the fun. Wow. But anyway, Will does not see the note. He goes out and doesn't see the note Lyra left for him. Uh, yeah, and then we, we pull up on, uh, Mary Malone in her cave. So she's, this is when she's just trying to make it work herself. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, so okay. she, like, hooks up the Iching box and is like, Lyra was able to do this. Like, why can't you do it for me? And, like, she can't figure it out. She doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, I think whenever she um, hooks up the box, the only thing that shows on the screen is, like, maybe kind of a box-looking form. Yeah. As opposed to the last time when it was showing, like, full-blown symbols and stuff like that when she hooked it up to Lyra's head or whatever. Um, and that's when is this when she gets interrupted by yes. uh, the ridiculous the mustache man? Okay. The five zero, yes, and they're asking just about a, a visitor. But did you did you recognize him? Yeah, he's a guy from the last time the the grandparents called, right? Yes, and he's the guy that is working with Boreal that we saw last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got all. Okay, that. yeah, I, all I right. From him. Just yeah. want to make sure. But yeah, he shows up and he starts asking questions about Lyra. He's asking about the girl that came to visit her yesterday. So clearly, he knows she was there somehow. Yeah, and I don't know what indication would say, wait a minute, was it maybe, was it George? Or what was the guy's name? Oh, the security guy? Yeah. He would have been the only person to see. I couldn't tell Right? It could have been one of those things off screen. He was the only person to see her come in and out because he's security. And he knows he went up to, to Mary's office or whatever. Could be. There was a lot of snitches in this episode. I mean, the no episode should have been called The Snitch. That's what it should have been called. So I would think so. But yeah, uh, Mary did a good job of not ratting out initially. Unlike some people later on in the episode, she's hey, not she's a fucking a, snitch. She's a throwaway character. She 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 knew I only got one shot to do something. So let's let's make some impact in the story here. So wait, wait do we not splice in any of that yet? No, not yet. We haven't. Not yeah, we haven't scenes? seen Lee yet. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's just. Hang on, I closed my notes to go back to my. Bo- oh, what did I just do? Hang on. Nope, I closed. I I thought I deleted everything. We're fine. Terrible. We're good. We're good. Uh, <laughs> but she does warn Lyra. Undo. So she meets she meets Lyra in the elevator and tries to warn her to leave. Uh, and it's basically like these people are asking questions. Like you got to fucking bounce. You can't be here. I don't know why they're here for you, but you got to go. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty stand up nice woman. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have done that for a grown adult, but a child, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know what the grown adult did. He could have been a murderer. You don't know what the child did. She could be a murderer. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) But anyway, in the book, she outruns two cops because there's two of them there. Wait, two? 
Yeah, there's two in the book. It doesn't really matter. But oh, oh, okay, okay. In the book, I was about to say in the yeah in the show. No, because you're skipping over the interrogation scene. So she was she was sat down and fired off a bunch of questions. Uh, or the the cop fired off a bunch of questions, uh, and Lyra, for the most part, began to right off the top of her head come up with the answers. It's like that uh, thing where somebody asks you like rapid fire questions, or like just say the first thing that comes to mind, and then you get to something you're like, oh fuck, I didn't. Why did I say that? And she was doing well. She was she doing was. very well. Because even when the one was like, well, what's the address of where you're staying at? I was like, I don't know. I mean, first of all, I just got here. Uh, but I can get you the address if you want. You know, like helpful lies. You know, so it, right. it, that was and that it's, was good. it's all stuff that she would have known. Like she would have known to have answers for. She's like, if somebody asks, I have answers for X, Y, and Z. I have answers for all of these. And that's why she's able to fire them off so fast. But what she doesn't have any answer for is somebody specifically asking her about Will. And so it's like her brain defaults to whatever's the first option. And then she goes, oh, fuck. Yeah, because he was like, so is Will with you? And she's like, yeah, he's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> she blue screens and it's like oh crap and then uh mary malone plays blockage for her yeah she for does a second yeah she does seconds. so she She's gets a, a good, good lady little... i like her yeah. and her giant eyes she has very very beautiful green bluish they're looking blue eyes. how dare you green no she's got green blue bluish they were like green bluish nah they're blue depends they're on where the light hits them Wow. That's what it is. But yeah, uh, she outruns this. This cop has got to be the most out of He's getting outrun by a 12-year-old girl with a backpack with a living animal inside of it. No, the backpack, uh, the, 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 what's his name? Pan, get At out first, of the backpack. They don't, he doesn't get out until they're out on the street. Yeah, and then he, she gives him, like, Grand Theft Auto third-person view uh, <laughs> freaking directions on how to get places. So, I mean, yeah, the, the, you know. So, anyway... Beyond the chase, the most important thing is uh, she runs down a, a, an alleyway and comes upon a very beautiful Tesla. Uh, and who's sitting behind the wheel on the wrong Sir side Charles of the road? Charles Latram. Yes. And he sees Lizzie and says, hey, Lizzie, do you need a ride? With the cop in tow right behind. Yes. Um, very convenient. Yes. So she's like, yeah, sure. Boom. And she... Jumps in the car, doesn't know that there's a seatbelt warning going on. So he's like, hey, you know, put the seatbelt on. I caught that, and I was wondering, he explains to her how to use a seatbelt, which you shouldn't have to do to a 12-year-old. Like, that should clue you in that he knows you've never seen a seatbelt before. Um, Like, he very specifically told her, it's on your right, you pull it across and clip it on the left. I mean, Why did he have to explain that to a 12-year-old? Maybe he thought she didn't know how seatbelts work in Teslas. You know, it's a little different. It's the same as any, because that's what I thought too. I was like, maybe he has like this super fancy car. And then I thought it's just a regular seatbelt. I mean, look at the door. The door swung open. I'm just saying it was an, it was an addition in the show that I thought was clever of he clearly, this guy clearly knows and is aware that you don't know how this works. Well, she didn't catch on to it. (laughs) She didn't know how it, uh, she didn't catch on to it. So, because as soon as she, you know, got out the car, which she forgot the one thing that's supposed to be the most important thing in the world to her. Yeah. Uh, she, I didn't even see her unbuckle her seatbelt. She just got out the car. She, like, starts to freak out and is, like, about to cry and is, like, let me out of the car. Let me out of the car. Get me out of the car. Like, has this, like, moment, which was weird. Um, 
Because in the so in the book, he again, this is there's two parts where this happens. He's too rich to do things for himself. All right. He doesn't drive his own car. He has a Rolls Royce mm. that somebody mm. else drives for him because he's too rich to do that. That's old. Lateral. So this creepy old man is sitting in the wow. back seat with Lyra. I swear, the I I don't think it's something that I noticed when I read it as a kid, but reading it as an adult, I'm like, this man sounds like a pedophile. He truly does. This old white dude. I'm not a fan. And that's cool. I'm not a fan of the book one either. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah, a fan I know of the book not. version either. I know but you're this, not. This is a totally different character now. So mm-hmm. we're we're good with that. You know, he lets her out the car. She leaves. She forgets her bag. Is it the same thing in the book? Is it one of those same things? In not the book? quite. Like she does not walk away from the car and not have her book. She's she's like sliding out of the car, and he's like, "Oh, don't forget your you know your rucksack." She's still in the car, or she's like just getting out of it, and he hands it to her. And it's in that handoff that he manages to like sleight of hand take it out. Like she, he, he does not have any time where like she's not in the car with it right next to her. Which is why okay. I was like, this kind of makes her look dumb because she fully got out of the car and started running before she noticed she didn't have it. She was in a panic. She, you know, she was in a panic. She didn't. She doesn't know who this dude is in the, you know, in that time right there. And he's like, "I'll drive you home." And she's like, "No, I can't." You know, she's. But that's the she's thing is panic. that she's not panicking in the book. She gives him a very specific place to take her. She's like, "Hey, take me to this street," um, or like, you know, just up up this way. Uh, she like knows the area of town she wants to go to. She gives it to the driver. They take her there. Like there's not this, you know, this isn't some little girl that's freaking out about where she is in a car with a stranger. Like she knows exactly where she wants to go. Well, that's she's very not calmly, this like, Lyra. I'm just, <laughs> that's my point. That is the point of us both being here is we can talk about the differences. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the point of the show, Aaron. It only took you wow. 14 episodes whatever to catch this on. is 13th um, whatever uh you welcome to the show now you know the number yeah. of it so yeah. he when she gets the i or when she finally figures out that the alethiometer is not in the bag she runs out to the middle of the street and yells stop wait. or wait like as if he's gonna be like oh she caught me let me stop the car right now you got me here it is and so she uh, she cries back to the the portal and you know sits down in front of it and I guess waits for Will and waits for Will to come find her. Yeah, which is not what Book Lyra does, but whatever. What does Book Lyra do when she gets? Oh, she stolen storms from back into Chitagatse, screaming up a storm, talking about how she wants to kill him. She wants him dead. She wishes York were there to murder him. Like she straight up is like, "This guy needs to die. He took this from me. We gotta go." She's like, and it's like Will is looking at her, and he's like, "This girl that I, you know, I've rarely ever seen cry, even in all this crazy shit that's going on in her life, is like sobbing with rage. She's so mad." <sighs> But she's like sitting on a bench, like, oh, let me wipe off these non-existent tears. There were no tears on her face, and she's like trying to wipe it off. Well, we don't know that the resolution could have been bad. There could uh, have been it tears. It was not there. on my end. It was fine on I my mean, end. I mean, so have we not gone back? It, it seems like we've spent too long in Earth Prime. We haven't seen. Uh... Not yet. We haven't gone to Will yet because we just went. Well, we went and no, saw him Will. reading the letters. I'm talking about uh, uh, Scornsby. Oh, he's next. Next scene. You're jumping ahead. Okay. Okay, I just feel like we've spent like the first thirty minutes already. It seems like, and I feel like there's big parts that are in that in the, we'll the get, scores yeah, beast we'll part. Get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah, Will comes back uh, and tries his best not to uh, shake the crap out of Lyra for losing the only thing that can find uh, his father. Well, he's uh, actually you're <laughs> skipping way ahead. We have not gotten to that scene yet. 
What? I literally just said she went back to the the bench in front yeah. of the portal. And she chills. Like, she's screaming in the street, and then we cut to the next thing. What's the next thing? This is why you got to take notes, sir. First of all, I did not. I know. <laughs> right? I know. This is why I take the notes. And because, I mean, it's kind of redundant for both of us to take notes. I have mental uh-huh. notes. Uh-huh. I have mental notes. And they're terrible, by the way. They're very good. Lee Scoresby finds a hotel. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was so, the name of the hotel? The Siminski, I think it was. Yeah. But here's the thing. The... Here's the thing. Because we skipped over something real weird that happens early on. And we see some shadowy figure holding a ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we never go back to that ever. But we see ever some shadowy figure. Fing- I try to say figure was, and finger at the same time. I'm, I, I think I had a stroke. It's fine. Yes. Sounds um, like you did. Some shadowy figure is holding this ring and twirling it in his hands. And he says, Lee Scoresby, return to me. Okay, first of all, all right, first of all, you're never doing accents again. Uh, You're banned from that. He had a bunch of tattoos on his hands, which were interesting. Okay, did somebody take notes? I mean, I might have been taking the notes at the time that that happened, and thus I did not see. this hooded cloaked figure had uh, like a, I can't even, because you don't even know that video game. Well, you know what a Triforce is. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay, so he had that type of ring on, and I was trying to see if that was some type of like symbol or something on there, but it just looked like a, a Triforce. He had all these type of tattoos on his hands. Uh, oh, and he does. He has little markings on his fingers. Yeah, yeah. And the what is he holding? He's holding a ring, right? He's holding a ring, a ring with like a blue gem in it. Um, we skipped so far past that. It's literally, I'm pretty sure, the first shot in the episode. I, I literally think I felt like I said we have spent too much time in Earth Prime. And, wow, whatever. You know, anyway, just, but yeah, so we have this moment where this guy is like turning the ring. Oh, Lee Scornsman, return to me. Wow. And then you Ugh. see like oh, you, winds. Wario? Wow. <laughs> can, I, can I continue? May I? May I continue? <laughs> yes, Wario, That's go ahead. Said. <laughs> uh, did not say why. <laughs> he did not say why. He just said Lee scores. It's my magic sound. It's just the sound of magic, all right? Return. And I don't I that it made no sense though. It did make no sense. It does not. It's, it's the place that he goes is not like he went back to that like seaside village place where he saw uh or he met Yurik again. Or right. so he didn't go back to any place. And as far as I know throughout the episode, he didn't return to any place that he'd returned to before. No, and while he's so he's he's doing this thing and they're they're imposing over it, you know, the wind, like physically the wind changing. And you see the wind physically move his balloon and push them off course because Hester looks over and says, like, hey, we're moving. Like, we were not heading for Yenisee. What are we doing here? And they're not concerned at all that they were just blown off course and are going somewhere they weren't supposed to be. Like, they don't, they're not concerned at all. Mm, they're just like, ah, no. I guess we'll land here then. Yeah, what? They- yeah, they went to Hennessy to see if they can find some uh, more information. Hennessy, Yen- it's not a, it's not uh, a beer. It's, uh, excuse me, did you just call Hennessy a beer? I don't know alcohol. All right, we're just gonna move <laughs> right along then. Um, so, but can drink. we get back Whatever. to that character? That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> can we get back to the character because you had a a small meltdown that you tried to keep inside, uh, but you're not good at that. Uh, you're not good at that at all. 
like this character. Oh, because I know clearly. what it is. I know. I know exactly what uh, it is. It's just uh, you know weird that it it's. Is. Well, like I mean, I know what the uh, uh, scene that they're doing. Uh, it's not that you're you like to read into things. So I don't really care if you read into this because oh, you're going okay, to yeah, anyway. That's fine. Okay. Um, but the thing that's happening, I know exactly what it is. It's just weird that they've put it where they did. Who is it? Why would I tell you that? Why oh, in just, any I mean, of our episodes would you think that I would tell you that? It's just a question, Emma. It was just a question. You could just be like, I'm, I'm, I will tell know, you the know. clues are there for you to figure out for yourself. And you just didn't. And I was curious if you wouldn't. You never did. Um, but, you it know, was whatever. two seconds. Of I'm him. just saying like, you didn't. What do you mean? The I, clues I thought are you there. would catch on. I thought you would catch on and you didn't. But, as you know, far it's, it's as cool. I know, it it's could cool. be a Jedi if, as far as I know. It's that cool because was... you're not supposed to know yet. So it's it's actually very no, good that you didn't. That could have been that could have been anything. They put mm-hmm. literally everybody. If you're listening and you watched the episode, you know, they did one and a half seconds seconds and they switched to the wind blowing so they didn't even do anything long enough for you to see a face i only caught on to his crusty hands with the tattoos on it and a ring that is just, all i saw i'm just saying it's like it's a good thing it's not a bad thing it's a very good thing because you're not supposed I know, to know but like but, uh, but you know. then if you know asks, you know people listeners it, if you know it, you know it begs the question of why put it in there like why that not is just a go very good a question wind? Why not cut to the wind just blowing and then the the voiceover, you know, if we keep uh, with this time pacing, we should be able to talk about this in full within the next two episodes, I would say, if not the next one. Um, We're on three. three. Yeah, we're on three. So two would be at five. There's eight in the season. So we're a little over half. Okay, that's... What do you mean we're a little over... We're three episodes into... By the time we're able to talk about it, oh, Okay, I see. I was like, can we do math? I'm, I'm doing... Yes, that's what I was doing. But I'm trying to see if it's, if it's something so important to the story that they shouldn't do it earlier as opposed to, you know, almost we're done with the season. It's just an interesting... Like, it's just a weird thing that, like, I'm curious why they would plant the seed now and not just reveal it later but it's not really anything that i guess changes it it really so doesn't so would you say it's accurate to the book the way they no. portrayed that that no. scene no no cuz i know what they're trying to do and it's close enough it's it's close enough did you so it was close enough and you don't really mind okay it's fine it was just like why are we putting this here like you're not supposed to uh, whatever anyway it's all weird. that to say it's- Lee okay. has been quite literally physically blown into this town by yeah, something? Yeah, Question the mark? Yeah. The uh, wind or he's, he's got to be like a sorcerer or like the authority or something like that. The Wizard of Oz. He's, yeah. The Wizard of Oz, yes. Yeah. Uh, but he's having a very important conversation with a very not drunk man. Is that somebody important? Or no, I thought it was just an NPC? just some rando. It's just some rando. Okay. All right. So he's he's gone, and Hester's mentioned that they've been to three towns before this, so you kind of are led to believe, like, they've been doing this for a little bit now. Um, so who the fuck knows how time works, because the passage of time in this show is always weird, and you never really know how long things have been. Um, but he's asking about Stanislaus Grumman. Yes. I can't even say it how he tries to say it. Stanislaus. We, oh, you mean in the not-so-Texan accent? Yeah. Okay. So we, as... As viewers, is he though? <laughs> we as viewers uh, know that Stanislaus is uh, deceased, um, mm. and I'm I'm only going to think that the town that he's in may 
know that he's deceased as well. Just they're keeping it under wraps because the magisterium has their hand, you know, all in everything over there. And if Stanislaus is a heretic, then they don't want to, you know, we don't want that trouble. You know? Well, so the guy that he's talking to says that he died. He's like, he died, you know, doing this or whatever. And then the bartender comes over. Here's what they're saying. And it's like, well, I heard he lived. You know, I heard from this person that he lived. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, oh, would you hear that? And that's how he gets pointed toward the observatory. This woman with the freaking spider crawling up all on her. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? It's her her soul. It's but it's her got too soul. many legs. It's got too many legs. Wow. I don't like so it. it Can you imagine like, if you like woke up one day and you're like, oh, shit, a spider. And you smashed it and you killed yourself. Um... I've said that like first season. <laughs> Literally said these bugs <laughs> can be smashed with no problem. But what if you did it on accident to your own demon? I mean, I would think you would recognize go. what it would look like. I would think there's some type of feeling in between as I mean, well. Probably, but it's funnier my way. Wow, you're terrible. What if they sent you a spider as your demon? <laughs> would you just take it? I mean, you got to take it. Yeah, terrible. Uh, so yep. he gets all, he's like, all right, I'm going to this observatory. Uh, and there's like a couple of magisterium dudes that very like, not so subtly are eyeing him as he leaves. But why didn't he notice that going in? Because they're very know. dressed and out in the open that you could tell. Yeah. I don't know. Cause they're not like, there uh, in the book. I don't know. Okay. Can we, and then did you get to look up, uh, because I was like, are they in Russia? And you, you were like, oh, no, they call it the something book. different. Yeah, they, they, their world calls what we call Russia something different. I didn't look it up. It's not really important. Oh, okay. I mean, just setting. He's the scene, just traveling okay. around. All right. He's just traveling around trying to find information. He's heading toward, um, oh fuck, what are they called? It doesn't even matter because they're going in a different direction. So it really doesn't matter. So he gets the uh, the observatory in his head, and he's like, "That's where I need to go. I got to go find Grubin or whatever." Uh, Stanislaus, and he heads up there, which is just outside of town. Um, You're also jumping ahead. How he? We go back to, the to Mary. Lady? We go back to really Mary. Yeah. too many cuts. Too many cuts. <laughs> well, and then we cuts. go back from Mary to Will, so it's still you're still ahead. Okay. This All is right. why I take notes. This is why I take notes. Aaron. Wow. Wow. Nerd. Uh, it's literally just Mary <laughs> trying to code for words. Like she's she's trying to code it to make words and she can't get it to talk to her. So with the sticks or no? No, that's way later. That's like the end of the okay. episode. Okay. Okay. And then but what yeah, happens with Will then? So, yeah, we cut from Mary trying to make the... She has to look at her notes, by the way. She's like, what was I supposed to do? And she looks at her notes and there's two words. Make words. I'm glad she wrote that down so she wouldn't forget. What was on the other page? There was two pages. Uh, because the other one was just uh, just said divination, alethiometer, iching. Okay, iching. Yeah, because I remember I called it I Ching. That's correct. Yes, the the Apple version. Yes, very funny joke. Emma laughed Thank hysterically. You. Thank you. It, I just... came, up, came up with it by myself. Oh, no, what? Let's not. I, steal. I did just say. Let's it, not still. You know? Let's not still jokes I don't know. here. There's no proof. There's no proof. I was recording this the whole time, so there's no proof. Anyway. Uh, Will, Will runs was doing the, what? Will, so Will is kind of just wandering to Degatze, I guess looking for Lyra, and he sees somebody run into a room, so he follows her because she's wearing the same colored jacket. It's Angelica. It's Game of Thrones, girl. So uh, this is the thing. I, I wanted to stop there, too, because this, these are directorial choices. Why are is she, like, running and, like, kind of, like, trying to be sneaky and hide? I don't know. And she was clearly being seen. And I, it's one of I, just, I don't understand that choice for all this stuff. Like... Oh, somebody ran in the background and you barely saw him at the corner of your eye type of thing. Like, 
she was making a lot of noises. I, I saw her. And then when he gets up to her and he was like, what are you looking at? Well, she's clearly looking <laughs> at something. She turns around and we said this the last episode or the episode before it. She's like, oh, nothing. Like, yeah, you are. I, yeah, I saw you. Why are you trying to hide something that you are clearly looking at? And it's some guy. She's oh my gosh. It, it's like all he had to do. And I'm glad he did it. Just walk to the window and look outside what she was looking at, which is some dude in the tower that he's been and having. It's just like a visions. ghost or something. I would have pushed her out the window. And be like, you're you're done. We're we're not playing this game ever again. And so it's clearly a human being inside of a giant tower. You can't see him because there's the uh the stained glass on the side. Um, but I believe us as the viewers know that this is the the tower that the knife is probably in. Um when she calls it the the Tour Dan, Dan, Dan Dude, Clay. she called it something that no one will ever repeat because nobody <laughs> knows how to say that. So she, but she talks a little bit about the people that that are there. Yeah. So, so she I mentions guess, she mentions that the guild used to be there. Oh, she said they used to be. I thought she said they because, were there. No, because she calls them cowards because they ran when the specters came, just like all the rest of the adults. See, I thought she said they ran there when the specters came. It's no, to get so away she, from mom. Okay. So so she when Will says that he sees somebody, she's like, that's not possible. There's no way in or out. It's a ghost. It's like a ghost or something. Um, and he asks, you know, yes, about the, the tower, and she says it's where the it's where the guild used to just live, be. I don't know, whatever they did. Um, and so the guild was, you know, philosophers and alchemists and cowards because they ran the same as all the other adults did when the specters came, and now there's just the children. That's okay. So one if people live there, how did they get there before, young lady? That's these are the questions I would be asking her. Is what I'm is what I'm getting at here. Um, two, how do you know everybody left there? Um, you know, because you literally. I think because the idea is just that if you're still here and you're an adult, you're gone. Like, and then three, why are you so interested in there? If you know you were looking at nothing, she's looking at nothing. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So clearly, either they're the specters, the little girls, and they're in on it or something. Uh, That's a theory. I'm just saying. I mean, why why are they so vague about everything? They're just very accepting of, hey, once you hit manhood, you're dead. You know? They're also, like, you know, they're they're in a world where this is normal. Like this is just normal life to them. So it, it doesn't occur to them to have to explain specters to anybody because that's it's just normal. It's super weird. Like there's, so in the book, there is a conversation with Angelica and the other children. Um, but it's, it's Lyra that runs into them and like, they're, they're weirded out. They're like your friend. Um, cause they had just had the scene where Will saves the cat that they were all trying to kill. Uh, mm-hmm. and they're like, your friend, you know, isn't afraid of anything. Like that's, that's crazy. And she will, and Lyra has to be like, well, where we come from, they don't have specters. Like we don't know what this is. It's why we're not scared. Cause we don't know what they are. Yeah. I mean, they also hate cats too. So, I mean, they, they're partially. You know, oh my god! Um, <laughs> but, Have you noticed that I send you all the cat TikToks that come across my feed? Um, yes, I yeah. have noticed, uh, and I'm going to say harassment. That's wow. what I'm going to call it. But and then she has like her her I guess backstory of like, well, I watched my parents get got by the specters right in front of me, ate the life right out of them. I don't understand why she's so calm and nonchalant about that. I think she's just kind of a hard ass, like she's her character is is 
you know, quote unquote strong in that way of like, well, I'm just going to be ruthless and mean to everything because life took everything from me. So like, fuck it. What do I care anymore? I mean, like, that's kind of just where she's at. Travel the world and try to figure out how to stop these things from ever happening again. I mean, there was a person that did that once, but he dressed as a bat. So I guess we're just not the same people here. No. I guess. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. No, we can move on now. We can okay. move on now. All right. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, oh, and then we can't forget. We can't forget that she she yells after Will that he needs to have a plan because he's almost a grown up. He is. He At is. twelve years, he's supposed to be twelve. So in the book, is it the same thing? No. Oh, she doesn't. There's no. There is no almost... indication that Will is in danger at all because he's twelve. Really? Yeah, That's this is all change. added. They they aged him up and added all of this for the show. Ooh, that's a very interesting. Change. Yeah, so that Maybe thing where like you... all the specters are like behind him, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna get that." No, never, never. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Is there anything that would give him uh, any sense of danger in this this between world type of thing? You know, what I, I mean, mean, other than the people that like to kill cats, are they dangerous in the book? They're trying to kill cats, so there's something about them. Will's not a cat, though. Yeah, like, but it's, yeah, it's the serial killer thing. They start with animals, you know? Okay, okay. These kids have gone through You don't through trust some somebody ex- that's trying to kill a cat. Okay, no, these kids have gone through some, like, extreme trauma. And then in their society, in their weird society, they probably see those things as bad omens. So that's just how they are. It's not a serial killer thing. Like, it's a serial not killer. Just... It's always a serial killer thing. But but my, my I guess my point would be that is maybe they needed to have some type of thing to make him feel like this. He can't be safe here. That's But what that I'm was the whole the point book. was that he does feel safe there. That's the entire point of Cheetah got safe for Will and why he wants okay. so badly to protect it because he feels safe. No one can find him and nothing can get him. There's not even any like there's not. It's not that there's not police. There's not adults. He is completely free in this world. And that's cool. Like, I just thought that's what I that was my only thought process of why they may have put this urgency of, hey, when the specters come, you are, you know, it's just weird. You're done. But if this is like never, never land to him, uh, pretty much, then uh, yeah, okay. I mean, interesting choice. Maybe like a few months older than Lyra. They're about the same age. He's not that much older than her. Okay. So, I mean, no, nah, 13, you know, yeah, nah, whatever. It's weird. It's weird. Because you got to imagine it would be like 17, 18, maybe, where you start to, you know, you're in danger because you're going to be a grown up. <laughs> maybe 16. Yeah. No. Okay. That's one year. Okay, I'd say I mean... based on real life, <laughs> based on this magical world. Yeah, but, so uh, then it's yeah, yeah, it's 100% the show trying to create some sense of danger some for him. Yeah, some drama. okay. All right. Uh so that's when we kind of cut back to Mary. So we've gone we've gone Mary to Will back to Mary. Uh it's when we see George asking about the girl. Says, oh, she got away, huh? That's crazy. George's a snitch. He's definitely a snitch. Cuz when she was running on. when she ran away earlier and he was like, "Hey, no running." And I was like, "Yeah, George, you've You've ratted on some people before. It's cool. But so but. Mary has kind of like, she couldn't get the, the I almost called it the alethiometer. She couldn't get the cave to to work right. So she kind of storms out in a huff and she's like, ah, oh, I don't understand any of this. And it does that thing that they do sometimes in movies and TV where like, as she leaves, it starts to work for no apparent fucking reason, I guess. Yeah, but uh, it works a little too well. Because and it shows snake. 
Yeah, which I just was like, that's boreal because we just previously had the scene where he stole the alethiometer. He has a snake as his um, his demon. He is kind of you know sneaky, which is you know people call people snakes, you know, in the grass type of thing. Um, but not just that; it starts to reach out of the screen. No, that's that's the end. That's the end of that the snake- of the scene. No, the end of the show. Like that's toward the end. That doesn't happen yet. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Okay. I know when that happens. Yes. I remember when that happens now. Yes. This is going to be the fifth it's, time I remind you that this is why we have notes. It's it's in my mental notes. I remember. Uh, yes. Your mental notes yes. suck. And then we go back to Lee. Now we're back to Lee and Gotham and Metropolis. Yes. It's right across the street this, from. They're like, the oh, town. go to that observatory that you can totally see from right here and just walk to because it's right there as though it's Gotham and Metropolis in Batman versus Superman, which you can apparently see across the river from each other. We've all established that that movie and universe is stupid. So there we go. Um, but in the books, is it like a further down? Is it another village or is it up it's a like, mountain or something? If I like remember that? correctly, like he actually has to like go travel to it. Like it's a, he has to fly mm. there. I'm pretty sure. Um, if I remember okay. correctly, but so he goes up to the observatory. There's one dude there, and this is immediately where things are real different. Because when he goes to the observatory, there's like five people there, and oh, they're like, like people working. Yeah, okay. they're like hanging out. They like have dinner together. They have drinks. Um, there's people that are from different areas, and then they're well. Okay, so in the show, it's just one dude by himself, him and his lemur. Uh. They kind of get to talking about grooming. You know, I asked about grooming, and the guy says, "Oh, well, he's alive, and he's a heretic." And he's like, "Oh, yeah. I didn't know that." They, they, they really, um, they really juiced up this character to be like, uh, "I drink the Kool Aid," and yes. you know, this is, you know, if you say anything different, or if you show any type of, because I got it from him. I'm like, "Oh, you're a crazy one, aren't you?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's what I got. Uh, which I didn't, I totally didn't get that uh, at first because I'm like, he's got a lemur. Like, I thought you said like, because uh, I've been kind of associating, of course, they're demons with their kind of personality before. Right. So I've been reading books. Do you, you know, think he cover. likes to move it, move it because he has a lemur as a demon? Oh, what were you referring to? Really? Uncultured. What? I'm I'm sorry. What is, is that? I can't tell if you're song? joking or you've never seen Madagascar. I know what Madagascar is and the lemurs that like to move it, move it. Yes. Why are you I, like I this? <laughs> Why are you like this? What was the point of that? Who is that for? Uh, to deaden the joke. Is what no. It was. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway. So, anyway, uh, the lemur uh, gets a little feisty like he's a golden monkey. Uh, whenever... Uh, what was the guy's name? Did, did they say his name? I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's not important. Okay. Is he not in the book? No. Really? Well, I Wait, mean, is unless, scene the, not unless in the, the book? same. So basically what happens when Lee goes there in the book is that there's like five or six, four or five people there. Um, and they're all, you know, scientists that are from different parts of the world. And then there is one person who works for the magisterium. And they talk about this, and it was weird that they didn't put this in. So you have all these scientists, you have this observatory, and you have one person that has to stay there who is from the magisterium. Because if they discover anything, if they make any findings that contradict the church or the magisterium, they have to censor it, and they have to keep it from getting out. So there is somebody mm. stationed at this place who is Well, this kind of knocks two birds with one stone. Right. Though. 
where they're just okay. like, this guy is fucking crazy, and he just is a magisterium acolyte or something, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I wish we would have seen more of his type sprinkled throughout this, the, the story from, like, season one and stuff like that. Because even after their, like, shootout and everything like that, uh, Lee is like, you know, has the magisterium's hands, like, are they everywhere? Yeah, he's like, is there anywhere like, they haven't infiltrated? Yeah, is there anywhere they haven't infiltrated? And I'm like, mm, yeah, a lot of places. I could, I mean, the, the Egyptians, they were cool. Nobody was in there on that. What 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 have they infiltrated? <laughs> like, well, they also haven't really talked about the world at large outside of the Magisterium's control. Like, there are parts of the world that don't practice this religion and are not under the thumb of the Magisterium, but we really don't ever see any see or hear anything like that in the show. Well, see, I just uh, I I think they just did a failure on the part of making like I, what is this religion without you even it's knowing if it's you but if you didn't know any of that from the book or anything like that if you were taking it like I'm taking it here without knowing anything they did not portray anything like that I think because maybe you, aesthetically you're supposed to get it because they the way they dress you know kind of go thing. go go full yeah I, I I get what they were trying to what they were but but then at the same I, time I you don't want to like be too heavy-handed because like you maybe they don't want to piss off the Catholics which is going to be a problem later on I don't know I well I mean that you still should have at least sprinkled like the zealots in there, you yeah. know, so I can like, see this guy that, is like that could out, be like, anybody. He's quoting scripture about the serpent gnawing at their hearts. Uh, yeah, he's talking about how Doctor Grumman is an enemy of the Magisterium, and so are you. Like this guy is, yeah, dude dies, but like to his last dying breath, he is he is the Magisterium. Yeah, um, and then this is where we take a hard left turn from the book is that Lee gets captured by the Magisterium. Mm, so this is a difference that's okay. A thousand percent. So what happens in the book is that um, they, you know, have this, and I thought they were going to do this because they put the Magisterium dudes in the hotel earlier and they like made you aware that they noticed him. Yeah, um, closed in on him. Or right. Was so on, yeah. in the book, you know, Lee gets his information from them. You know, they have their drinks, they have their fun, they're, they're you know, hanging out. And then he leaves. He's like, you know, good talking with you guys. Bye. I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to go find the dude that I'm looking for. And they just, you know, say goodbye. He runs into the Magisterium. Like, he runs into two Magisterium dudes on his way back to his ship. And they try to kill him. And he kills them instead. So he kills two oh. Magisterium. I believe it's two of them. Throws their bodies off the cliff. But first, he takes... They have a signet ring. So there's, like, a ring that every member of, like, important members of the Magisterium have. So he he kills them, and then Hester's the one that's like, take the ring, you know, we might be able to use it later. Takes the ring, throws him off, and then goes on his merry way. He's upset, okay. like, he doesn't like killing people, but, like, goes on his sad way. Okay. So the fact, like, as soon as he got captured, I was like, alright, we are in weird territory, I don't know what's happening, I, this is all new to me. I don't know what's, so the, I, no, I don't know. Okay, so the meeting that that happens which we'll talk about in a minute does that not happen no at all in the book no like ever? Ever? no ever, ever no okay because i was like so you yeah, can still this, get the same thing this of, little heart to heart they have uh, i don't know it reminded me of rocket raccoon and uh <laughs> and what's his name <laughs> on guardians of the galaxy you know why i know all this because you're me <laughs> i'm like okay all right cool you're Rocket Raccoon now. Oh, <laughs> right. God. 
but we uh so we kind of leave off on on lee getting surrounded by the magisterium uh yes so that's yes. weird but all right we cut back to mary we see a, she has a family apparently she's got a sister she's got a niece and a nephew we hired some extras not- for this so no, this is all just too? this is all just new stuff. Uh, well, but you you saw that Will has grandparents, so uh, apparently hey. we care more about family in the show. It's a yeah, literally. Are we trying to like humanize them? Maybe I don't know. You got to, you got to, because you can't just go all willy nilly and not have there have stakes. Like now she's kind of invested, right? Before she would have just been a scientist, but now you know she has nieces and nephews that she watches for. So if something happens to her, it's a little more like, oh no, what about her family? Type I of guess. thing. Yes, and like her sister, yeah. you know, is kind of talking. She's like, you need to take a break. You know, you're, you know, just you know, you're stressed all the time. And when's the last time you did something that you really like doing? And you know, just kind of that classic, like you're overworked and you should stop working so much. Whatever, I guess. It, it just, it just, uh, ex- it was just a humanizing expounds. thing. Yeah, yeah. Let, let them be human. Stop being a robot. Let them be human. Will finally sees the note <laughs> 45 minutes later um, that Lyra left for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he's looking for her. Or no, he yeah. walks past the table and then he does the comeback because he, oh, there's a note there. Yeah. Okay. So and he, he finally he finds the note. He goes back to he goes back to uh, his world where he finds her crying on the bench. They have their little, you know, I, whatever. Uh, and it takes Lyra entirely too long to remember that she has Charles's card with his phone number and address on it. I forgot about it. Oh my god! <laughs> if you were like this guy gentle. took the most valuable thing in your entire life, and there's no way for me to you know find him except that he gave you his address. I literally was thinking, was like, how are they going to find this dude? Oh my god! He, he could be, he could be anywhere. I mean, Crazy. So wait a minute, then when did they go to the theater? Uh, not yet. Why did they go <laughs> to the theater in between going after the thing that they need the most? Uh, it's a while. It's a while after this. Yeah, but it's not. I don't know. Before, I don't know, man. It's not I don't after. Know. Okay, all right. I got no answers for you because they did it earlier in the book, and it's like they des- were just like, "Oh fuck, we left this out of the last episode. Let's put it here." Decisions were made. It's like okay, something very important was stolen from me. Oh crap! I just figured out how to get it back. Let's go see a movie. Let's go see Paddington Bear right now because I heard the reviews were good. They're very that's good. Why. They're very that's good. What, okay. But I anyway, like Lyra remembers she has his card. Yes, she remembers she has uh, Latram's card, um, and they don't immediately go to his house. They do not. I mean, maybe they're waiting for it to be darker. I don't know. They I got walked no up to the door. Emma. <laughs> they I didn't sneak in or anything like that. It's not. I like have they were... no answer for you. I have nothing. I have nothing for you. They literally again. We said you're not doing accents <laughs> anymore. All right, you're banned from that. But it, yeah, I think this was. It was probably a. Uh, uh, they they messed up a little. I think they probably messed up a little because there was no information given in the the theater, right? Nope, just that like, conversation about Roger. Yeah, nothing. So. I'm telling you, I think I feel like they meant to put it in the last episode. They forgot, and they were like, "Fuck, we need somewhere to put this." Okay, so in the book, why do they go to the theater? To hide out and like take some time. Okay, just like a breather. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep, because it's right. the '90s, and it doesn't cost forty-five dollars to take two people to the movies, so that's you can go pretty cheaply. 
Yes, two dollar uh, movie tickets at the yeah. Birdcage in my my hometown. So, wow, yeah, wow. So, I mean, they they closed it down. It's not there anymore. So, there we go. Really? Which one? <laughs> the Birdcage. The Birdcage. Oh yeah, no, I know what you're talking about because that's where the Best Buy is. Yeah, that's yeah, and the Barnes and Noble. Yeah, I forgot there used to be a theater there. That's like nineties. I know. I was thinking of Greenback for some reason. All right, people. Now people are. This has gotten very local. What are are people talking about? (laughs) What are you talking about? Armored bears. Uh. Okay. I mean, we have to talk about them, I guess. So we get this um, scene of Serafina Pecola's uh, demon that's not a goose, but should be a goose. Um, Kaiser. I don't like that character. Can I say that? You don't like I'm, Kaiser? I'm gonna, I don't like the voice actor that does it. He, nah, he, I like him. I like he, him. He reads his lines like he's reading a an online book or something like that. Oh, wow. They're not they're not performed. You can and you hear it. They're not performed. <laughs> they're just read. This is an older gentleman who is in a booth who is just reading line for line. That's it. And he's not performing them. He's the only character that I have noticed that in the whole series. And I it's like kind of like, why? Why nice did they? Is he, a perf- is he a famous actor or something? I don't know who he is. Okay. So then, yeah, I think we need to recast season three. <laughs> That's what we need to do. But we have this scene where Kaiza goes to find Yorick, uh, who is just wandering the tundra. Uh, we talked a little bit about global warming. Apparently, Azriel's hole in the world has caused a little bit of global warming. I wanted it, I wanted. Because they were saying important stuff, though, or kind of important stuff, or they may have said important stuff because we were listening. But I wanted it to be like, is this just kind of like a little little PSA here about global warming? Is that what we're doing? Is that yes. what we're trying to? Okay. Caused by All James right, don't, McAvoy. Don't throw any don't throw any education in my in my entertainment <laughs> here, please. Can we not? So Kaiser Kaiser goes to see um, goes to see Yorick, and they have this this conversation between the two of them. And he at some point is like, "Well, I didn't come here because Serafina Pecola told me to. I didn't come here for Serafina. I came here for Lyra." And he drops some knowledge. He Does drops he? some big knowledge because he tells Yorick, and this is the first time I, I think this is the first time we've heard this that there's a prophecy about Lyra. But Lyra cannot know what it is. She can never, she has to do whatever she's going to do in ignorance. If she knows what she's doing, it will fail. She has to do it without knowing what she's doing. We heard that season one, Emma, between the mass between the master and college and Jordan College and I fucking forgot uh, everything. Okay. So okay, this is what happens when you notes. change. <laughs> this is what happens when you change things from the books in the movie. Because I don't know when we're revealing things. We're revealing things very late everywhere. Anyway, if the audience forgot, no, there you, you go. You told me that, though. You told me, too, that that was like a year and a half ago. You think I remember that? Do you think I remember I, that? I, wow, wow. Uh, yes. Do you think I remember the sad. conversations that you and I have? Because I don't. <laughs> yes, They're gone from do. my head the second we leave. You literally remembered a conversation last episode about me in the library. That, that was a passing conversation, maybe. Wow. Okay, so well, anyway. Well, it's still big knowledge if you forgot. <laughs> wow. We knew already. <laughs> Maybe somebody forgot, okay? I felt really, I was very excited. But what was that? What? <laughs> Not hope the mic picked up you making that noise. I don't uh, know what noise you're talking about. I'm sure you don't. Uh, but York gets mad at this. He's like, so Lyra's just a toy. Like, she's just a pawn in this game that you guys are playing. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But okay. uh, York does <laughs> finally, you know, he kind of he finally gives him the information that Lyra has gone through the portal that Azrael opened up. So what? OK, I, I think I missed it because I was um, may have been paying attention to the wrong thing. But the, the bird 
said something about free will or something like that. It may have, and I didn't write it down. That's awesome. Something about well, this you is write something for... down every once in a while. Then I'm just saying. He, That's I what I he thought. Says, he just said something about this may be a fight for free will or something like that. But that makes then sense. instantly, that makes no, it doesn't, because then he instantly went into a prophecy of things that have to happen or that will happen, which it is makes the sense later on. Of, it's if you know the opposite. Things. But it's the opposite of Book free will. Know that it if makes this sense. is a prophecy, the prophecy is literally the opposite of free will. It's not, but all right. And well, you'll get there. You'll get not? there. We'll get there. I can't not? tell you. It's I can't tell you. Something that's written in stone that is going to happen. Pick up a book. I got nothing to tell I, you. I can't change this. Mm-hmm. Not free will. Boom. Mrs. Coulter very conveniently gets stuck by the weather and happens upon the same hotel that Lee Scoresby was at earlier. On the uh, same well, yeah. day, apparently, that's how I don't even get me started on the timeline of this show. It never makes sense. Um, it's the dude. It's the dude with the cloak and the the wind. He was just he needed these people to be together. At the no, same I'm saying, time, how so did he, he get from the bar where it was daylight? Okay, it was daylight when he went to the bar, and not like morning light. It was like afternoon light. And then he goes from the bar to the observatory, still afternoon light. And then they have that whole thing. He gets like shot up, and then captured by the magisterium. Mrs. Coulter shows up. It's still afternoon light. It cannot have been more than a couple hours. I don't understand any of this. It was fog that was around, so we don't know the what time, time it was. Time in this show is weird. Um, oh, okay. Now it's and now you know. here. Here is our fucking snitch. Yeah, the Spider Girl. The, this the, fucking hostess is immediately like doesn't even. She's not even asked for the information. She just offers it up. Well, she just says you're the second outsider that's come in. You know, and, and it's like, oh, whatever. we had an aeronaut, bitch. Who the fuck yeah. asked you? Nobody. Well, I mean, I think about it. If it's an outside town that is that doesn't get anybody, and you have one, an aeronaut, which is probably rare, and then two, this like high-powered officiate of the magisterium come in. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. I can see you talking to other people about that, but like Mrs. Coulter didn't ask her anything. She was leaving the room, and the woman's like, "Oh, by the way, here's some information (laughs) you didn't ask for." This whole scene and like the lead up to it is just. It's orchestrated in a way that everything is super convenient. It's super convenient that their whatever Zeppelin broke down or there was some sort of weather that stranded them very conveniently at the hotel where Lee Scoresby was just at. And very conveniently, the bartender is now the hostess or the woman taking in rooms. And very conveniently, she just offers up this information. It's just there's oh, a lot happening here. I didn't, even, I didn't really even put that together that she wasn't bartending at the time. Yeah. <laughs> she told that she was We've she just was orchestrated this okay. meeting in a... Very in a series of events that are very not believable, and or like, m- maybe since these two had to meet in they this, didn't, though. In this they way, didn't, though. they didn't though. Uh, that the bartender isn't really a person, it's that wizard guy with oh the hood, God. he's a shapeshifter, oh and he is just kind of taking I'm the form you, the of clues these are people. There. The clues are there for you to figure out. <clears throat> so no, they're, no, they're, no, they're not people, yeah, they are. They showed two seconds, yeah, they are. Let me show you uh, a 300-page book for two seconds, and you tell me the clues are there. The clues are there. You're gonna feel. <laughs> no. You're gonna feel dumb when you figure it out. You, you, yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I'll tell you. I'll let you know. If I'm just saying, there's a lot of convenient things that are happening here. I don't know why it's. <sighs> <clears throat> yeah, no, it's just uh, like I it's said. Annoying. It's probably uh, like I said. I my theory, standing theory, is that the that person uh, is. Uh, that's either stupid. that's dumb. If that's if that's what they're trying to say, 
that's what they're going to try to they're, actually they're not going to say anything they're going to let you imply whatever the fuck you want but did like I that's say anything dumb. Did I even, even you say just did anything? you just you said it was the wizard guy orchestrating it with his magic ring i yeah, but I, I wasn't even going to – I was going to go into a, a theory, but I was like, my idea is that this person <laughs> is – and then all of a sudden, that's dumb. That's dumb. I didn't even say anything. I didn't say one thing. Oh, you're going to repeat yourself. Jeez. What's your I, idea? What's your idea about I, this person? I don't even want to say it now. I will okay, keep anyway, that for the fine. end it's of the dumb. season. It's dumb. Wow. Um, <laughs> no. I was saying, like, if that's how they're going to write it, like, is, <sighs> why? whatever they had to just because they had to orchestrate something that wasn't written in the same way that the other parts of this story are written so it just feels forced 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 it feels very forced this meeting that happens here that's the word i was looking for well we get a meeting between mrs coulter and uh lee scornsby scores and scorn scores it has been a season and a half how can you not get this man's name right because i'm not good with names scoresby Lee and uh, Mrs. Coulter have a kind of a halt. She thinks she's going to go in there and interrogate this guy, find out where Lyra's, Lyra is, and it's going to go her way. Uh, Lee, on the other hand, who's known Lyra all of two minutes, uh, is so I'm enthralled. I'm telling you, it's the weird timeline of the show. And in love with this character that he will protect her no matter what. The sun could be falling out of the sky asking where lyra is and he's gonna be like no do you remember all those like travel montages with egyptians after they found lee that took forever and he was with them the whole time i remember i remember seeing them travel and it wasn't a montage it was just a shot and a sweeping pan shot because we talked about it and that's it because I, I re- even said they should have done montages of them traveling, maybe Tony, stopping someplace, maybe talking around a fire for a little while, then traveling some more and then stopping someplace. Yeah. But so anyway, all that to say, he's not giving up the information. He's he's like, you know, I've you know, I don't have a lot of skills, but I have found out at a very young age that I do well with pain. Because uh, my father beat me, yada yada story about how daddy yeah, hit me so with a shoe. We get this whole backstory of like Lee with an abusive father that is new for the show. Like this is not in the book. Um, again, because this conversation is not in the book. I don't know what we're doing here. Um, but it makes sense. I was like, I can feel like we're just adding to the character. Like that's totally fine. Like I get that. And then they do something weird with it like 10 minutes later that's like bizarre. But they have this whole thing where he's telling this story about how his father used to beat him and like how he got really good at pain. Um, and I don't, I guess, but like, so he and Coulter start talking, you know, they're, they figure out that I know who you are and you know who I am. She does a little twisty handshake to try and be like, I'm in power here. Yeah. Get out of here. Was like, all but right. Whatever. I guess. Okay. And he says this, he says this a couple of times where he's like, I am not, giving her up like you can do anything to me and i'm not going to give her up because my life is worth one tenth of what hers is and he says it twice he does so clearly yeah. they wanted that to be like is that a line in the book no i don't think so mm. okay I'm pretty pretty sure it's not it I, I don't know uh and she's trying to convince him she's like you know she's like trying to drop a bomb right here she goes well i'm her mother and he's like so the fuck do yeah. i care 
You know, yeah. she's like, well, I love her. And he's like, okay, that also doesn't mean that you're not going to hurt her. And it doesn't mean that she's safe with you. Like, you're telling me things that I really don't care about. And then again, he kind of just was like, well, you know, that's, he, without saying it, he's like, that's not love. I love her. Yeah. He's only known her two minutes, but whatever. Uh, you got to get over that. You really, you got to get over that. To. It's hard to. It's hard to. Because him it's been more than history. two minutes. Him and York have history, right? They've they've been through whatever before. They've established that and stuff like that. You don't love York, you know. You, you, York's not uh, getting the same love. Is you that can what's love going more on? than one person in your life, Aaron. You can. But have we never a wide feel. Circle. We never. I understand and know that, but we never feel that same type of thing about any other character. It's only Lyra. Uh, if you, you talk have about any reason to, if you talk about things being forced, this is one of them. This no. is, yeah, this no. is a thousand and one. Well, it's also the difference between them. the relationship you have with like a three ton polar bear and a 12 year old little girl. I can feel Where confident in saying feel I love protective. friends that are three ton polar bears. Jerry is a friend of mine. I was and- wondering if you were, I was like, you bitch, you bitch. I'm going to send that to him. I'm going to send that to him. You're going to hurt his feelings. He doesn't listen to this. But anyway. Uh, their one-on-one, did you not like it overall, though? The, the, the no. Exp- no, okay. I did not. All right. Well, cause, yeah, and then just... they go into this this thing where he, like, is up on, you know, very close up to her. And he's like, you know, but you understand because you had parents just like mine. I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? And are we trying to yeah. reach out to her right here? This is the same. This is the same thing to me as that last season, last season. That last season, last season, that last scene with her last season was where she and Azra are having that conversation and they've twisted it so that in the show, she's staying for the sake of Lyra, for this daughter that she loves and she can't possibly leave when that's not what happened. And here we're like, I don't know if I'm supposed to sympathize with her and be like, oh, she turned into a ruthless bitch because she had abusive parents. Are you trying to like make me sympathize with this woman? What are we doing here? Oh, Why episode, are we changing this, epi- this character? This episode definitely did that for anybody that's, you know, unaware or have has not read the book. That's what the goal was for that with her character. But because why? the story, I don't know. I mean, they're they're doing a thing in the story where she is going to be a uh understood villain as opposed to just But she is uh, in the books as well. It's just not in a sympathetic way. I don't like they're trying to make you it's like it's the same thing they did with Lyra where I feel like they're trying to make these characters more likable they want you on some level to like Mrs. Coulter to sympathize with her to not like have this character that like that you love to hate but that you want to understand I I mean yeah it's it's the same thing over is I just don't think you can have characters that you don't feel that for and have people watch it and still be interested in it Sure you can. That's, there are plenty of villains mm, that you don't care for. That are the main care. No, like, okay, so you watch Hannibal and you you that's he's a villain. I do right, love in Hannibal. that show. He is. But see you he's he's got likable traits in there. And then he so dresses it's not very like sharp. it's the same thing as it because if you show if you were to show a real type of Hannibal, like these real type of serial killers and stuff like that that are cannibals and stuff which they are out there 
they don't have these likable personalities and stuff like that. But you're ad- I'm like talking that. about something where they're adapting a character that already exists. I never read any of the Hannibal books, so I don't fucking know. But they're adapting this character that already exists and they're changing things about her personality so that you as the audience will like her more than if you read the book, which doesn't make any fucking and that's, sense. I think that's the what you just said is the thing that makes the most sense to me. Because they're trying to get you to watch it if you haven't read the book. But you'll still watch it. You'll still if you don't you don't have to don't, like somebody to watch that. Nobody liked Joffrey, and you still watched Game of Thrones. No, but there were enough characters around him to to, and then like it was waiting for for him to get his comeuppance. That that's what they they were waiting for. Like nobody ever. I don't know one person that ever said they actually liked him, but to see him get his his you know his just you know to get justice or whatever they cheered for that and i don't think they want that i don't know because i haven't read the books i don't know if that moment is going to happen for mrs coulter in this book in, in the series like if there's going to be that moment where she gets uh her just desserts type of thing um but if there isn't a moment like that in the book then they have to soften her character no, because don't. then it'd just be like, well, what the heck? Happened? Why? Why do we do that to, to this person? Like, what was no, the purpose don't. of that? It's I'm, just I'm, it's it's in my opinion, it's lazy in a way where you're almost you can't trust the audience to appreciate a character unless she has, especially she, unless she has some sort of tragic backstory. She has to have some reason to be like this. She has to, you know, something horrible happened in her life. She's not just like this. She can't just be a villain like this. She can't just be an uber bitch just because she fucking is or because she's ambitious and she always has been and her entire purpose and her entire point is fucking power and that's all she gives a damn about. Like, no, she, the woman villain has to have some tragic backstory. I kind of feel like now at the point that she's at, because she has a ton of power and like minus being the, the, the cardinal, what more power would she want? So if she, if you took that away and you'd been like, she doesn't care about Lyra and she doesn't want Lyra, then I don't understand why would be, why would we need to see her in the second book then? If it was a thing where she was like, all well, she wants is this power, thing, she This thing that's it. going on in the show where she basically is, you know, she has the cardinal on her finger is not a thing in the book. So they're changing things and then they're having to change other things to make up for those changes and then changing. Other, and I'm like, just like, you're just piling on things that don't need to be in here. What are you doing? So at this time, at this time in the book, she's still power hungry and she doesn't have the prestige that she does in the TV show. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So and, and the thing is, like, with the, with power hungry characters, they always want more. It doesn't matter if you have the most power. You always want more. Like, there's always more that you can have. And she is always that, going to exist in a world where she's a woman. So she will never have all the power that she wants. Well, the, the, the only thing that I'm thinking of is like if in the book, if her knowledge doesn't expand beyond uh, what power that she has and she perceives that this is like the height of power, like if she was the same in in the TV show, then it'd just be like, well, where do we write the character from there? If that's what was driving and motivating her. I said, I like, they, like I said, it's like they backed themselves into a corner by changing things and then it just compounded. They had to change more and more and more and more and more. And I'm like, I don't know if you didn't know that this was going to happen early on or you just didn't care. They had to have. If you're plotting out three That's seasons what I'm saying. Like you had through, to have known. Where are we going with it? You read the and you and you read the story. You know, I would hope you would you have read the, the, the story to at least be like, OK, this is where I want to change it here or this is what I want to do here. 
And it's like, oh. I can connect the things that they're doing now with certain things that'll happen later on. And I can kind of see where they're like, all right, well, this will connect to this and this will work out here. But like, it's just, I think what bothers me is the same thing that bothered me about, about Lyra is when you're making, and they've done it now with female, two female characters where they had this, this desire, this need to make them more likable. And that's what bugs me is like, you can't trust a character to be good because she's not necessarily the most likable person. And they've only done it with women in this show. And they've done it with the two main women in this show. And that bugs me. And I feel like until they started doing it more with Mrs. Coulter, I didn't catch on that that's what was bugging me so much. But like, you're not trusting that you can have a compelling female character who's not necessarily somebody that you want to be best friends with and is not necessarily somebody that you want to like. Say, I don't, and how much you're not reading behind the scenes stuff or interviews with actors and actresses. Mm -hmm. Say, I'm very interested in what they, their thoughts and things um, on how they're portraying characters and, you know, how they feel about the writing and stuff like that. So, well, I I imagine it's kind of this thing where they're like, you know, well, I'm, you know, I'm excited for this because it, it, you know, it'll, it'll humanize my character and it gives her another, another, another level and it deepens the character. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. It just makes you like her more or or feel like you can understand how she came to be who she is beyond the object of, oh, she's just an uber bitch. Well, I'll tell you now, it didn't, it didn't change anything. Um, my perception of the character knowing this or revealing this uh, information that they did in the little interrogation scene. Um, Cause my perception on the character now is kind of in the same things. Like she just kind of wants her daughter um, in a controlling sense, as yeah. opposed to, I want my daughter because I care about her is like, I, this is my property. Um, so, I mean, it's, it, it like I said, it didn't soften anything for for me uh, with her character. So we'll see. we'll see if they continue to like push it going forward. But I think that's that's kind of driving me nuts. Now that they've done it with both of them, I'm like, mm, like the only this? character, the only character that has ever had me change my perspective on them has been Asriel. Like, there's no other way I can look at him um, besides a villain in the show. Oh, since he murdered a child. Yeah. Since he murdered a child, like yeah. literally that there, there's nothing else. If you had not done what you had done, the, the, this would be the question. If you had not done what you had done with the world have been destroyed is what I would think. That's what I'm, that's how right. I would approach it. But since you did do that, you felt that whatever your curiosity or your goals were more important than the child's life. Wow, That's it's almost like we should it. know right now what his goals are. <clears throat> well, I thought you said it's you were almost like me. we should know. I'm not because I'm waiting for the show to figure out when the fuck they're going to tell us. Uh, okay, but uh, at this okay. point, we know in the book you are well aware of what his okay. goals and his motivations and his and it every you know there's like a whole ass villain speech that they whatever. So yeah. Anyway, they go see Paddington. Yeah, it was a throwaway scene. Because there was nothing learned besides that she can't stop eating popcorn and uh, Will still has any time minutes on his cell phone. So, I mean, do we even see what, what message did he got on his cell phone? No, he was just looking at his phone. Uh, yeah, so it kind of was a They were talking scene. in a movie theater and using a cell phone. These <sighs> terrible children. Terrible children. And, and this is the scene where Emma had a cameo because she was in the background going, shh. 
the whole time. I'm just saying, I didn't pay $18 to listen to somebody talk over a movie. Shut the fuck up. She she lost her friend, all right? She lost her I don't best. care. Talk about it in the hallway. Pouring her heart out to in Will the about how she lost her. And that was the other thing I wanted to ask you is like, is she... Is, does this happen in the theaters on uh, in the book? Does it doesn't she happen in the theater. Um, I believe there is, you know, a conversation that happens <clears throat> that that kind of gets across the same idea. It's not in the theater. They go to the theater. I want to say the first time they're in uh, in Will's world, and they stay for like two or three movies, and she's like enraptured because she's never seen anything like this. She's seen photograms. But she's never yeah. seen anything like a moving picture like this. And she's just like, <clears throat> I'll stay forever. And she, like, she talks about like drinking soda and eating candy, like all these things that she's never had. And like all these, it's so sweet. It makes her teeth hurt and popcorn and all this stuff that she's so excited about. And I was like, oh, we kind of skipped over the magic of all that. So does, in, in her world, do the phonograms, do they move? Because no. they did in the movie. I don't, I'm pretty okay. sure they don't move. Because remember in the movie, yeah, in the movie, remember they showed had like the the, aurora. Oh yeah, the movie one where it was like a picture out of Harry Potter. Weird. Okay, okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. That's why I'm like, maybe she's, you know, I mean, she's seen that before. So, but okay, I mean, yeah, no, they definitely did not do that in the movie theaters and the TV show. And it's like it's like the kind of the same thing with the Coke uh, back in Cheetah Godsaver. Like it's not necessarily like super important to the story, but it is another layer of just like. Lyra discovering a world outside of her own and being kind of enthralled by how different it is and just the magic of discovering that and like finding new things. I'm like, oh, it'd be nice if we got that a little bit. <clears throat> it's just something to make you sympathize with Lyra. Shut that's up. what it that's what this one was. Wow. I mean, instead of her just being a you know, a jerk that you won't sympathize with because you're human and you have a soul, wow. they gave her this extra, you know, now we're bringing up Roger that you uh, you know, yeah, you she miss. she talks with Will kind of in that conversation um, that I think they had last episode of, uh, you know, they have that discussion of, you know, well, I'm not going to give you up because I did that before. You know, I, I gave somebody up. He was my best friend and it got him killed. And like, I'm never that's never going to happen again because I miss him and I, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. But so we kind of we kind of got that here. Um, we cut back to Mrs. Coulter for another fucking weird sequence of events. Um, she gets like a some sort of message from Boreal that says he knows where Lyra is, and then she lets Lee go. Her monkey yeah. grabs this man's snake demon and smashes it into the ground. Oh, that's that, that was that brutal. Like an OnlyFans account. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, Which again, it's a only huge deal. Out. That it is a big deal for. I guess it's not Coulter touching the demon, but like it's still really a big deal to touch somebody else's demon. As far as I see, demons are just people's weaknesses for sure. <laughs> like it, they are. Like if I can get to your demon, then they're I also. Can... I mean, in the same way that there is strength, though, because Coulter could not have knocked that man out, but the monkey could knock the snake out. Yeah, again, the but she could have knocked the snake out. Like so, it's it's your, I'm just saying. your weakness. I'm just it's saying. literally your weakness. Every the the bug people are on the low tier. Like, hands down. Bug people are on the very low tier. They should be, like, I wish the world reflected that, too. You know? But there's, like, like a sort showing, of racism against the demon shapes. Not not a, a sort of racism, but, like, you would take great care into how you would walk around and how you would uh, dress and everything as so the elements don't just kill your demon. <laughs> because oh, again, you have a very small... You have a small creature. 
Well, they, they talk about, I don't know if it's in this book or the next book, and it doesn't really matter, but they talk about fishermen and how there are people who are fishermen for the only reason that their demon settled as like a dolphin. And so they have to live in the water and on the ocean their entire lives. Which again, that, that's just, that seems like that'd be difficult because you said they can't go that far away from you. Mm -hmm. So these are creatures that can swim, you know, all over the place. And, and unless everybody's doing the, the witch thing to where you can, you know, make it to where is as far as away from, I'm guessing it must be important later, but it would just seem like if that world had the information to go as far as they want away from their demons without sacrificing and uh, being a shell, then you would just, that would be common knowledge with everybody. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it kind of feels like uh, the witches in the magisterium, if they, you know, talk to each other, a lot of their problems would get solved. The witches in the magisterium will never talk to each other. The magisterium they won't. thinks the witches are terrible. Devil, demon, women, whatever. I, yeah, no, they're, they're the seed stealers. You know, wow, with, yes, whatever. the seed stealers. I mean, are they not? So... Okay, all right. Let's... But Mrs. Coulter, let's Lee go. Because uh, they're the same. They uh, no, are no. They're, they're, Absolutely they're, they've had not. the same upbringing. Absolutely uh, not. Under, they see what you don't understand. Oh, Emma, please tell me. Please explain is... to me. No, I'm going to mansplain this to you yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. Um, this it, piece of it, crap. What you don't what you don't understand is that they understand each other. They they've both come from the hard streets. No, this is where their parents were beating them. They know what it's like to to be you know to to, to be fooled into thinking mm -hmm. this is the way that these people love me. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the only difference that these two have now is that one grew up and realized no, maybe that wasn't right. And the other one kind of grew up being like, I maybe I need to be so strong that that never happens again. But I'm going to raise my kids probably the same way. Stupid. So I, I'm just saying, it's just, just it's just how it, you know. Pick up a book, Emma. Read once in a while. Stupid. This is so stupid. So she lets <laughs> him go and asks him. She says, you know, I'm looking for her too. But if you find her first, protect her. What the fuck are we doing here? What are we doing? Again, they're just making it to where, like, I I want to see. What I'm very interested in her storyline and how it ends all the way, you know, um, because I feel like whatever happens to her, they want you to at least, um, you know, at least sympathize a little with her. She's probably going to end up with Lyra, tell you the truth. And there's going to be one happy family. Yeah, you know? happy. Sure. Her yeah, and just... Lyra and Asriel. No, Asriel will die by the end. And that's whatever. Um, oh, wow. But. But most likely, Mrs. Coulter, um, I can see Coulter, Boreal, and, um, really? and Lyra kind of moving into Chittagatse together, getting a nice little little hut. Or maybe they're just How are they going to deal with the specters? How are they going to deal with the specters? Oh, eventually. It's probably with a knife. That's oh probably something that'll be able to kill specters or something like that. Because, I mean, there's a grown man in that freaking tower. He isn't dead, right? So clearly, he's, he's, he's figured it so. out. He's not a ghost. You saw a shadow of a grown adult walking back and forth. Saw a ghost. All right. Whatever. 
But yeah, she let him go because they understand each other and he gets out. And so what I was going to say is maybe they didn't do it, of course. But what if he took a ring off the, the guard's finger? Would that have made up a little bit of? No, uh, no okay. because none you of this just, makes any sense. And I don't know what we're doing. You just did sit on that. OK, it just All doesn't right. make any sense. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out over the rest of the season. But uh, yeah, they kind of they just let him go. She leaves a gun for him. Uh, her monkey demon is like trailing the snake like he's a fucking dog toy and then just throws him off to the side. Jesus Christ, it was brutal. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know why effects. that like hit me more than like the torture scene with the witch. Well, the torture scene wasn't really that much. It was, it was just not. her pulling, pulling Twigs. leaves out of her. Yeah, like, what was that? Oh, uh, because we didn't do it in the show, but I did read you that passage in the book. It's, it's, it's rough. Yeah, so, and and it's definitely more graphic in the, you know, so you can imagine it. But um, she goes and has a little one-on-one uh, -on -one time with herself in the corner and just stares at a wall. That was the uh, last time that she left, but yeah, that did happen. Yeah, that's, that was, okay. We are really uh monkey she's holds unstable. Her hand. They uh, are they're putting her off that way. They are putting her off that she way. Did, she didn't flinch at all. You know, she actually showed a little emotion and said, Yeah, monkey, hold I my don't hand. I know that that's emotion. It's more than she's shown with a lot of other things. <laughs> I think she's Blair Witching it at the wall. Uh, that's more than I'm talking about just letting the monkey even touch her. Cause normally she'd be like, No, nah, get away from me, son. Mm. Like son. So <laughs> that's that's what it is. No. So Mary, we've we've cut to Mary. Mary's using her eaching divination sticks, which is weird, but okay. Um, you know how those are used? No. Okay, I was no, just wondering. I, I, I don't know how they're used either. So no, because I don't because know, like, I don't know that she uses them at the ever at this point. She's definitely not using them right now. So I don't know. She leaves the lab. She does not, you know, this is, she didn't go back and she's kind of using the I Ching sticks and she's marking off whatever I guess she's seeing. Um, and it, for some reason, activates the cave that's not anywhere near her. And it very blatantly changes from looking like the alethiometer to looking like the I Ching markings. And that's when like the dust is coming out of the screen. I don't know what we're doing here. I really don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a, another throwaway scene where you didn't know what was happening, I guess. I mean, it, it, I guess the dust is going to come out into this world now and just be a but it's already there. Being. Like, the d dust is already everywhere. It's not like dust wasn't in the world. Is it, though? Yes. Is it? They're measuring feel... dust on other things. The dust uh, is not stuck in the computer. These, uh, like, this, they, like, graphical like interface were... is leaving. The, it doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, can you touch it? It's dark matter, so no. All right, then. So this thing that's coming out of the computer is now a physical thing that you can touch, is what I'm saying. No, but it's not. But it's not. You, But but you don't know. You don't know because this didn't happen in the book. But by so don't know. the standards they've set, it's all you're seeing is like whatever graphical interface is on the screen is now moving out of the screen, which doesn't mean anything i don't know what's i don't know what we're doing here you don't I, know what it, it was like yeah, the, you don't it, know was, it was the, no, no no it was like some weird decision from the vfx department where they were like we want it to look like this because it'll look cool but it doesn't mean anything mm. as far as you know now it could mean something next you know it could be a thing where the next scene or the next episode that stuff has transferred itself onto like maybe a paper or a book for somebody but it's to already translate on or something. everything it doesn't have to transfer onto anything dust is on everything 
Nah, not in this world, it ain't. Yes, it is. That's the <laughs> whole point. That's not the entire point. Is not that it's on everything. I'm telling you, in not... this world, that's why they're testing everything. It not already this, exists. If you say not in this, I'm going to leave. If you say not in this world one more time, I'm leaving the recording and I'm not letting it upload. Not on this planet. I'm leaving. Bye. This is, <laughs> this is no, because by the standards they've already set, we have already had this discussion where dust is in this world, in this world, dust is in this world, and it's more concentrated on man-made things. So this idea of us having to, it's just some like weird visual thing that they wanted to do that doesn't match up with the rest of the world they've already built and i don't really know why they decided that that was where they wanted to go with it they're probably like we got a certain amount of budget what are we going to spend this last little bit on it was literally just like this will look cool let's do this for no i, I mean I, I i feel like because they dropped some things from episode one to episode two so if they do it with this from episode three to episode four then we just know that there's going to be some some visual effects that they just drop and never bring up again exactly no it's reason. like the specters from the first episode like what are we doing i, I don't know it was just it was a weird because again she shouldn't be con like there's no way to control the cave from outside the cave so i don't know why she's controlling it with these eaching sticks from miles away at her house uh, whatever anyway it doesn't really matter we go back to boreal's house uh yeah his very fancy house by the way um beautiful door with the uh, doorknob right in the middle. You don't get to see that a lot. Um, he's got You're security everywhere. You're obsessed I with this I am appreciative He has a nice house and a nice car. Yes. Of the, you like Teslas, right? You own a Tesla. That's a, that's a yeah. goal in your Doesn't life. Doesn't mean I'm obsessed yeah. with him. I didn't say I was obsessed. You're yeah, you putting are. the obsession. Yeah, you are. You're putting the obsession. I'm you appreciating. You truly are. I am Anybody who's listened to this show, all hour and a half more than that, that we've been on right All, now. Exactly. Almost two. But that the first 20 minutes yes, aren't anything, so it doesn't matter. I, I appreciate the the design and the care that they took into his character to show that he is a wealthy man on this side of the world. Which is always now it's really just begs the question, what am I going back? What do I go back for? I got it all here. Like because it's not his home. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. So, so they yeah, they go they to go Charles's there. house. Uh, Will goes with her, and they go. And I don't know, like they kind of just think they're gonna walk in and get it back, which is an interesting thing. Um, and it's a more aggravating encounter in the book. Uh, they kind of they kind of short you know shorted it in the in the show. But basically, they go to his house. He leads them into his collectibles room, and she's like, "You stole the thing," and he's like, "Oh, you mean this?" And flat out, I was like, "Yeah, I have it. What the fuck are you gonna do? Nothing. You're a child. It's it's a boss move." It's a boss move, like, like exactly what you said. I mean, why, why do anything else? I got it. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. So, in, honestly, what can they do about it? Nothing. Nothing. All right. Yeah. Because so. in, in the book, it's very like he's a lot more blatant about it, where he's like, uh, you know, Lyra says, you know, it's mine. And he's like, no, I, I think it's mine. And if we asked anybody, I'm a well-known, wealthy collector. And you are a 12-year-old child walking around with a solid gold item. Um, who do you think they're going to believe it belongs to? And he's just like, he's checkmate. Right. Like, what are you going to do? You can't yeah. physically take it from me. You're a child. You can't legally take it from me. You can't break into my house and take it from me. No, it's mine. It's mine now. And, and what would Will do? You got the cops looking after you because they're in his pocket. Well, she doesn't know all that. He just knows the cops are looking for him. And he'd be like, I just called the cops on you. 
like, first of all, you know, I, this is my house, <laughs> you know, you, you, you coming in here, I can just be like, Hey, you, you broke in, you know? And so, then he reveals that, you know, you know, in, in a, in an effect or, or in an attempt to continue to have the upper hand, he reveals that he knows who they really are, where they're from, uh, about, you know, Chitagatse and, uh, exactly what the alethiometer is. Yeah, he lays it out on on the line. Like he, you know, he has her remember who he is. Yeah, like, he has really that moment of you know how you know. Do you recognize me yet? Like how do you? And this is kind of where it's bugging me. It continues to bug me because at this point, you still don't know this is boreal. Oh really? You, you I do thought not this was know. The reveal. It is not. You still don't know that it's boreal at this point. So you get this huh. big shock of holy shit! Sir Charles Latram knows about the other world. That's fucking crazy. And he, so at this point, he doesn't, you know, quote unquote, doesn't know what he has. He doesn't know it's an alethiometer. He doesn't know what that is. He even at one point asks, uh, after he presents the the deal to them, he's like, you get what I want and you can have your, what did you call it? Something, alethi something. Like he is not. Oh, he's still playing the role. He's still playing Ah. the role. So you don't know that he's Boreal. Lyra and Will don't know that he's Boreal. All, the only information you get and what you at the time see as a huge reveal is that he knows of the presence of other worlds and he knows that Will has found a way in and out of theirs. So he present. Okay. He's like, I know, you know, I know that you have found a way to another world, and there is something in that world that I would very much like to get, but I can't go get it myself because, you know, fucking specters. He can't go in. He's a he's a big boy. They will kill him. Uh see, they didn't. Did they? They didn't say they anything say about that. that in the show. But I so he even, needs I, them to I go. I kind of didn't. Yeah, I kind of didn't put that together. But. N- Oh, man. And I wonder if they're going to do in the next episode, if this is like a big heist type of thing where they need to go and get the the knife. Is it going to be, I swear, if they do a thing where it's like it's almost Will's birthday and the time oh is of the God. essence. And they have to do this chasing. I would lose my mind. Oh, inspectors. I ple- I now I really want that mind. to happen. I really want that. He's like, oh, it's my birthday now. And then a specter so just forms. And he's got to run. <laughs> it's going to be great. You can suddenly I see him everywhere. Wait. Yep. Oh, man. Please let us be right. No, terrible. <laughs> yes. Terrible. Yes. So, yeah, you have this You have this big, quote unquote, this big reveal of finding out that Charles somehow knows about the existence of other worlds. Um, and that's like fucking crazy. But you still don't know he's Boreal. And when you find out later on that he's Boreal, that's a big fucking deal. But you can't do that. So we already know he's Boreal. It's lame. Yeah, you can't do that now the way they've presented it. Yeah. I mean, you could have done it. They just they didn't. You if know? They, yeah, if they, had, if, they had, if they had adapted the book and not had him for more than that split second in the first season, then you could have done it. But they were like, we're going to throw ooh. this character into this. Because I'm kind of I'm trying to think of how uh, it would look. So like if they never showed him at all in you know season one or whatever, but they just had him in the background. Do you think that'd be kind of cool? Yeah, because that's like, how it you was. Saw like, him. He's in the background of exactly one scene in one episode, and not anybody that you would ever notice. But you just kind of okay, chilling yeah, at the no. party, just just there. I, I definitely would have forgot about his freaking face for and, a full year. And that's year. the point. That's the point is that Lyra doesn't recognize him. <laughs> um. So I'm trying to think because like I said, in season one, I was like, I kind of like Boreal's character because he seems to have his own agenda and he wants the knife now, uh, you know, because we know it's all laid out on the table. What, what the, the happened? Other thing, the other thing I thought about. So I don't know if you 
I don't know if I said anything about it last season because I don't know that I wanted to give anything away. So when they mentioned the knife last season, that was completely out of left field that they mentioned it at all in season one. This encounter right here, this scene is the first mention ever of a knife. Ah, okay. So we are, um, uh, you're only, or you're over halfway through the book because they haven't called it, you know, the subtle knife. You're over halfway through the book before there's any mention of anything called a subtle knife or any mention of some kind of magical knife. Well, I didn't no know visions, it was magical, no... by the way, so thanks for spoiling that. Well, whatever um... whatever they think it is, because clearly he thinks it's <laughs> yeah. something. But um, Yeah, it's yeah, clearly but... important. Yeah, so you're over halfway through the book called The Subtle Knife before there's any mention of a subtle knife. And there's no, ad, you know, there's no, like, allusion to it in the first book. There's no, like, Will having visions about a knife. Like, you're just like, why the fuck is this book called The Subtle Knife? Oh, there it is, halfway through. Okay. It's weird. I mean, it, yeah, I guess for the book readers it would be weird. Um, it's, I mean, I guess it's it's fine now. I mean, the, I got the visions from Will and... uh dumb. Uh, and then I clearly know it's probably going to be up there with wherever that dude that's pacing back and forth, the ghost. probably hiding, because um, he, you know, he doesn't want to get spectered out. Um, so, yeah, I feel like next episode that's what we're doing. It's a heist scene. That's what we're, it's a heist episode. Yeah. I'm, uh, and then I'm, we I'm leave it on on a heist. nice zoom in of the tower again. Is this the third what? episode in a row we've ended on the tower? Uh, no. Last episode where we end, I don't think we ended on the tower, did we? I have no idea. First episode, we ended him about to go to the tower, but for some reason, right he it. just never did. Um, so, uh, I don't know. But no, no, yes, yes. We're on the tower. Next episode, we're getting the knife. Is That's the name of the episode. We're getting the knife. The next episode is uh, called Tower of the Angels. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're getting the knife. We're, we're going to get the knife. And hopefully some answers. Uh, who's in there? Why are the specters there? Uh, why does Boreal want the knife? Um, yeah, hopefully we get some more answers. So, what, 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 what is it? Another you didn't like this episode or didn't really? It's just weird. Like it's just fifty-fifty book, not book, and a lot of it just leaves me wondering where the fuck we're going. Again, like, so we're here again. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of just how I've ended the last, especially last episode, this episode. The longer we go without certain things being revealed, the more I worry that they're going to leave them out. And if you leave out a central theme of the book, I will be very upset. Because it is the central theme of the book. But, you know, we'll get to that. I don't okay. know. I don't know where we're going. I don't know. It's like, I'm enjoy. it's well done. It's a well-made show. If I hadn't read the book, I wouldn't be upset at it. But I'm just like, what are we doing? Where are we going? I'm very interested on how other book adaptations that you've read uh, fare as well when when it comes to TV series. Because the best one be I've more. ever seen is Looking for Alaska. The TV adaptation of that book is phenomenal. I don't know what any of those things are. So, If anybody okay. uh, that's listening has seen it, it's on Hulu. It's a John Green book. But it's a relatively short novel that had eight or ten episodes. So it had enough time to do it. And the important part of that was just a little aside is and because I was I you know, I was just thinking about this yesterday, which is why I have the like the theme idea stuck in my head is because looking for Alaska not only kept to the like actual happenings of the book, it kept to the central theme of the book, which is the important part overall. When you talk about like movie adaptations, 
Um, you have an, another book by the same author, Paper Towns, where they got some of, you know, they did a movie of it. And they did not get the theme of that book right at all. The movie is almost the complete antithesis to what the book is supposed to be. And like, you kind of have those two extremes. And I'm really hoping mm-hmm. we're not going to go in a direction here with this adaptation where we're just going to throw the theme of the story out altogether, but say that it's okay because they kept in, you know, you know, a certain, some percentage of scenes that were in the books, even though you left out the entire overarching theme. So I wonder if they if they say they do leave out the entire arching theme, maybe their their thoughts were the characters were more popular than the theme were was. So that's what we wanted to throw out there. If they leave out the uh, the the central theme of the story, it'll be because they didn't want to make people mad. It'll be because they didn't mm-hmm. want to alienate the audience with the same way that the book did, and for the same reason that the book and the book series are banned. But I I heard the book, but I I mean, but the book sold like really well though, right? Yeah, no, it's it's a best selling book, but it's also banned in a lot of, uh, especially religious schools. Um, they don't want to piss people off. Like they they're like, we don't want to alienate this huge section of our audience, so we're just gonna take out this little part right here. Except that that little part right there is the entire central theme of the story. So again, I'm kind of hoping that they're saving it up for like a big giant reveal at the end of the season, or they want to have something more dramatic than the way that it's kind of trickled to you. Or, like, given to you in what are otherwise unimportant bits of story or, like, you know, it's not an impressive, you know, the the, the conversation where you're kind of clued in for the first time is not an impressive aesthetic visual thing. They're, like, sitting in a cottage and it's one dude saying, hey, this is what's going on. Like, that's not, yeah. they. I don't know if they want to just have some big thematic cinematic moment and that's why they're kind of waiting to, to kind of, ooh, will we do it? Will we? Won't we? Who knows? I don't know. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm, it's just, if we it's don't know wait and soon, see. I'm going to be real upset. My Are you tune just will tell change. Me if yeah, the if, next two if, episodes... I mean, if we get to like the end of the season and it hasn't come out, then they're not going to do it and I'll just talk about it. Okay. All right. Deal. Deal. Because, I mean, as much as you seem anxious for it to be out there because it should have been out there already, I'm just as anxious to, well, not anxious, just as You just want to know what it is, so, what I won't say. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I can just be like, well, then, okay, there it is. Yeah. You know, Boreal is uh, actually the ruler of the entire universe. So uh, Boreal is actually the authority. I mean, is he not? No. Is he not? No. I just feel like you know, he's won. He's taken all the W's the whole season. So, no. all right, we always gone two hours here, Emma. Let's wrap this up. Bye. Really. What? What do you want from me? You, I don't know. Thank you for listening to Nobody's two hours of us. Now. Everybody's listening. If anybody is still hearing this, tweet Aaron the word xylophone. At Sir Aaron Carter. Or at White. I don't know what the fuck it is. Find Aaron's Twitter. Don't even know and my... And tweet the word xylophone. Wow. I'll put it in the description just to see. You will get no it. tweets. Nobody is hearing this. Everybody's hearing it. Your mother better tweet me. No, my mother doesn't have Twitter. And she's also not listening to two hours of me talking. Get Twitter, uh, Mother Emma. And is she a nun, Aaron? All right, we're ending this. All right, say goodbye to the people. Bye, people.